What I like about Christmas is that you can make people forget the past with the present. Hello and welcome to episode 308 of Under Call of MS. A Merry Holiday Hellboy Christmas Day. We're going to do another little reading today for the people that may not celebrate the holidays or maybe alone for the holidays. We have a little Christmas reading for you from Hellboy. And this is coming from Hellboy Christmas Special from Dark Horse Comics. This story is called Toy Box. It starts out with a little girl and her rat buddy next to her. Do you wish you sailed some other course? Were there brighter ports you'd passed? Steed of winding up Instead of winding up in toy box to lament your frozen ass. Okay, I should have read that differently. <laughs> I just made that up. I'd sing it to you if I was packing uke. Packing uke? I guess it's near impossible to make ukulele. Banter sound cool. Mm-hmm. Don't you hate this time of year? No, I love it. This is the night when a strange visitor arrives with a message of giving. A message of giving? That is strange. That's not what I meant, Ernie. Could we pick it up a bit? I don't get a winter coat, you know. This is just about it. It's about... <laughs> we can stop for the night at this cottage. I hope the visitor can find us here. It's about time. I'm experiencing some blackening of the digits. Frostbite. I'll probably lose them. Lose them all. You're not listening, are you? I hope they have a feather bed and cocoa. And a soft pet of some kind. Nobody home. Good thing they keep a spare key in the shed. What a nice tree. I think an old lady lives here. An old lady? How can you tell? From the pervasive smell of cabbage? She has like little firefly creatures. Just hanging on a tree in the living room, whoever this person is that has this house. I just know a sweet, sweet old lady with hardly any hair and a pretty green eye patch. You're a very peculiar, peculiar girl. I'm so sleepy. You take the bed, sad. I'll curl up in front of the fireplace. She's here. Ooh. And not looking at all well. As there's a pile of bugs on the bed. <laughs> that she's looking at. Sometimes that's what happens to old lonely people on holidays. Is that so? I knew there was a problem with holidays. 
Everyone must have forgotten about her until nothing was left. Must have been something left. They were eating it. How can he get down the chimney with that big fire? Yikes! Would you warn me before you do that? <laughs> Don't worry about the fire. It'll die down. I'm going to have a nice dream about that old lady. Me too. If I wake up screaming, just throw some cold water on me. As they curl up in the living room by the fire. Instead of sleeping on the bed full of bugs. Rats sleeping away. Opens his eyes, sees that the fire's out. Suda? I'll let her sleep. She won't be disappointed. About the visitor? As he sees something coming down the chimney, scurrying out. And here it's a giant spider. I'm sorry, but this is not a benevolent creature. Thinks he owns the place. Gargantuous nip with octagonal stare. Great leaking black maw and spurred limbs dense with hair. I can take him. I have thumbs and the superior brain of a mammal. Leviathish nid, queer with sulfurous breath. Your countenance stinks of mandibulous death. I may regret this. I'm getting some feeling back in my toes. He sits there and zaps the, pokes at the spider. It's chased by the spider. Come on, sad sack. Take a chunk out of me. And they fight. A bunch of stuff happens. Oh, for the love of... Uh, give it up. Give it up. On your back, big fella. Don't worry. I'm a professional. I do a couple of these a week. Won't hurt a bit. Suda sleeps like a goddamn corpse as he stabbed the spider to death. At least he stabbed it enough where there's a bunch of green goop and stuff leaking out of it. <laughs> no more squirming, please. Well, had enough? Come on, wake up again, I dare you. You nicked me, you little punk. What? Look right there. Blood, see it? Hey, you're very welcome. Oh, jeez. Look at the time. As this thing turns into... Scary looking. Goes from a spider to a... Well, it actually looks like the Santa Claus came out of the spider's belly. Listen, kid, I'm running about a year late, and I am cranky as hell. You're the visitor, aren't you? Wow. Oh, you're a quick one. You'll go far. 
I've still got the knife, Grandpa. Now, take it easy. I think I've got a half-digested present or two here. You've got my attention. I really am appreciative. You're an exemplary little... What the hell are you, anyway? Are you some kind of rat? Oh, my God. Show up, Pops. We'll see you next year, and we expect volume. A rat. Oh, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> and the morning comes. The rat's sitting in front of the fire with some coffee going. Scooter's waking up. Morning, Scooter. Or Suda. <laughs> I dreamed he was here. I dreamed he had too many legs. Yep, we had a little visitor last night. Was he nice? Oh, he was a very sweet old gent. I'm sorry you missed him. Looky here. <laughs> Looky here. He insisted on leaving these. I didn't have to threaten him or anything. An apple doll? I love it. I'm so happy. Oh, good. If we're ever trapped in a mine shaft, we can eat the head. <laughs> the doll whose head's carved into a scary-looking baby. And the head, I guess, is made from an apple. Next time, we'll call ahead. We'll say, stay someplace with a smaller chimney. Ernie, do you think lost, lonely old ladies protect us at night? Sure, why not? I hear they channel positive vibes through their cutlery. I always hoped it was true. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was goofy. I suppose this one looks kind of strange, long winded. See where it goes here. See how many. Yeah, I suppose we can finish off this last story. It's called A Gift for the Wicked Corpus Monstrum. It was one of those days where the heat in the steel mill could make your eyebrows crawl. A character sitting at a table starts telling a story. To two other characters sitting at the table. My crew is charging molten iron and scrap. When all of a sudden he appears. New inspector. I reckon sampling the open hearth furnace metals. What kind of get up is this? That he's wearing anyhow. Quickly gentlemen. For safety's sake. I must have you all join me in this circle. Hurry along, man. Say, what's all this about Mr. Problem down the line? The vessels of Mumbara must be destroyed. 3,000 degrees of heat will run. Too late. As some type of 
entity or spirit or something burst out of this vessel that they're trying to destroy. Stay within the pentacle. You men will be safe as he's being attacked by this dragon-looking creature, snake-creature type, multi-headed creature, werewolf creature, whatever. Lots of creatures are just coming out of this little tube that he's got in his hand that they're supposed to destroy. Whatever happens. And that's pretty much how me and the crew first met. Mr. Benedict and came to work for him. The place exploded. Whole thing got destroyed. All their mine carts, everything, the railroads, all of it. Yes, yes, yes. A fine story, but tell me, where is this mysterious man when I need him, eh? The house of Grodok is plagued too long. My kin all fallen victim to evil dwelling under my roof. I am the last of a proud line. Where is my recourse, eh? Easy, Baron. Benedict will be here soon enough. What will we do then, eh? This curse cannot be easily hurled into an incinerator. Investigate the rooms where these manifestations occur. Photograph it. Exercise it. Mr. Hodgin could even dismantle the room altogether, couldn't you, Hope? Ah, all of which will be no reassurance to the peasants whatsoever. They refuse to work on my estates. Fear being dragged to hell by Satan himself. <laughs> Is there no one to till my fields? No one to pour my drinks? Ah, and no one to answer my door. Eh, come, Mr. St. George. Not many sounds in life, and I include all urban and rural sounds, exceed in interest a knock at the door. As a couple characters open the door and let this gentleman... Bad night, Benedict. Radio reports severe snowstorms headed here. Yes, it is a bit brisk outside, isn't it? Hodgson, here with you. Upstairs, dismantling the door. Baron Grodok, not the same verbose Baron Grodok I spoke with over the phone? One and the same, sir. But what would you have me say to a vision such as yourself on a night such as this, eh? Merry Christmas for a start, eh? As I've told your friends, this is no place for Christmas. Merry or otherwise, devils live here. Though they be shuttered away in the east wing, I hear their gibbering even more so this time of year. Take some cheer, and knowing what we do here tonight may benefit all mankind. Excellent. Begin now, eh? One does not rush willy-nilly into the arms of the unknown, Baron. My colleagues and I have seen how powerful these abhuman ab forces are. A plan is required. 
follow our instructions implicitly, or we may never leave these chambers alive. But, but, but of course. How's it coming, Yoke? Oak? Guy who sealed this room up meant business, but get got it licked, though. These chambers were shuttered for good reason. Those who slept here never lived to see the dawn. All that remains is a shriveled corpse staring at the morning light. That is to be expected in these cases. A stovepipe in a closing mist always looks like a 12-inch gun. Mr. Hodgson, gather some of the detritus. Get a good fire going. Lawrence, after you sweep the floor with a high sap broom, draw out a circle and a defensive pentacle around Grodak. Hodgson and yourself, I'll join you presently. I have prearranged certain particulars which will play a large role in our proceedings. One more detail remains. Crash! He breaks the window. There's really no such thing as bad weather. Only different kinds of good weather. Yeah, it looks pretty nasty out there, snowing away pretty good. We haven't much time. The creatures who are about to appear are predatory. They destroy to satisfy certain needs. You expect vampire, eh? I expect a perversion of humanity which cannot be destroyed. Force them back to where they came from. It is our only hope. Vibrations, quick, close up the circle. Look! As these weird characters that have faces on their stomachs. And the rest of their bodies, normally shaped, come crawling out, but they have no heads. Therefore, their faces are on their stomachs. What are they? Gremlins, you think? Hmm, probably more like elementals. They are children of the beast. Come to steal my soul. <laughs> they are wretched, more pathetic than dangerous. Where'd they come from? They are children of the outer circle, where grace and youth should have filled out their feathers. Greed and intolerance pulled them into shreds. Where angels might have stood, devils lurk. You darn fool! Get back here! Get out! Get out of my house, wicked vile creatures! You ruined me, damn things. Keep out of their reach. What could I have been, eh? I'm nothing. Get away. Get off. As they attack the oof and starts taking them down, everybody else stays in the circle. What'll we do? Too late. His astral body is being absorbed. They'll be drunk on the warmth of his life force. I saw doom written across his brow the moment I arrived. Huh. 
What sort of plan is this? What did you have in mind here anyways? Larry, your foot over the line. You're out of the pentacle, boy. Run. Yikes. Don't you see? They enjoy the chase. It's a game of tag for them. As he runs, jumps up on top of the fire mantle, fireplace mantle, tries to get away. The plan, Benedict. Get to the broken window. It's your only chance. As he's holding on to the chandelier, the chandelier snaps, falls to the ground. The creature falls with him. Other creature jumps and attacks him. One creature is trapped under the chandelier. He grabs a chair, blocks the second creature, and they just start laughing at him. Benedict. Look over here, children. I have something for you. It's a lovely Christmas present. Can you guess what's inside? It's the two strange characters. They're going after the other guy. Turn to come towards the present. What are you trying to do? I brought it just for you, but first, I'd like my friend to see it. And he throws the present out the window, instead of throwing it to his friend. Sorry, missed. And the two characters turn, go towards the present, reach for it out the window. Be a couple of good sports, will you? And go outside and find your present. It could be just like hide and seek. Run along now. You may always rely on want to lead the way. As the two creatures go running off. And then dawn comes the next day. The two creatures holding each other in the snow. They're froze solid. A temporary solution. If there's a quick thaw, I'll find them under my bed waiting to snatch my soul. You needn't worry, Lawrence. I need it? Isn't there a law concerning children who turn men into skeletons, left unattended and frozen by a parent or a guardian? Such would be the same case in that dark screening room you call your mind. Quarrel, not upon Christmas Day. Benedict, you stand triumphant. Praise be to the venerable Guild of Corpus Monstrum and all of its members. The Santa Claus looking character pulled up in a car and was saying that stuff. You and your friends must forgive me. These last years have found me less and less able to contain my wards. Having no refuge, they continue to wreak havoc among men. They are much grown. No longer do they cling to me. Regrettable. But you need not worry over their fate. Yeah, take a little drink for dry mouth. Oh, my many brothers. There is one to the north who will maintain them until such time when the human race can bear their responsibilities. 
My clerks will see to the details. Come, let my driver return you to the village. There's a lot I don't understand. I don't get here, Benedict. But one thing in particular really smokes my bishop. Oh, and what would that be? <laughs> oh, and what would that be? That gift. What did you have for those kids? A couple of books. Books? I don't imagine they'd know how to read. Don't be obtuse, Larry. They were picture books. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was the Hellboy Christmas special. A little goofy, a little fun. But it's Hellboy for you. Lots of enjoyable stories through the Hellboy universe that you can get your hands on and check out. A couple other ones I checked out since I got a little bit of time left. Is Autopsy in B-flat, issue one and two, where... We have a character that's kind of a Frankensteinish character that has looks like he has no life. We have a girl with lots of light and life inside of her that she accidentally gives this character and brings this character to life. And he happens to meet his brother that he didn't know and find out that his brother killed their dad who created them. And it's kind of like a double Frankenstein story and it was a great story, and of course they have, uh, oh, this was, you have that story and almost, well, you have almost Colossus is the main story, and then uh, the autopsy in B-flat is the secondary story in these uh, books, and it's nice because you get two stories in one. And they're lots of fun. Then we have The Corpse in the Iron Shoes. This was a one-shot by itself. That's an interesting story of a kid. A kid that's a demon or a lady lost her child. Hellboy goes to find her child. And we get to meet a character that has some metal shoes. And uh, Hellboy has to... And the first story has to take a character, a dying character, to a Christian burial ground to put him to put him in his final resting place before Hellboy can get some stuff that he's looking for from someone else. And then the Iron Shoes is a story about a little character with a little character with iron shoes and stuff, and it was a fun story also. And then we had the Box Full of Evil two-part story that we read that also has uh, Lobster Johnson, the killer in my skull story, and Abe Sapien versus Science story. And these kind of lead into some more stuff with the vampires and the Frankenstein characters and leads deeper into the Frankenstein story in the second part of the second story. And it's just, it's, it's interesting seeing what happened along the way and how they all link in together and stuff. And it was a lot of fun reads. 
So search those if you're interested in getting your hands on some more Hellboy stuff. Usually can't go wrong. I don't think I've had a Hellboy story that I was disappointed in. So check those out. Other than that, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. If you don't celebrate, hope you enjoyed the Hellboy stories. Maybe we'll make it a new thing and every Christmas just do some type of reading of some different Christmas stories. Or other holidays, who knows? Never know what we're going to come up with. But that was just some little special thing I decided to do for the holidays. Uh, for the people that are bored, lonely, don't have nothing going on, sick of watching repeats, don't want to watch sports or whatever. This might be something you could enjoy. Sorry about the voices. I know they're terrible. But I try. And my throat is gone. So, <laughs> Have a great one. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Watch out for the monsters. Let them in. They might be cold. They need a place to once in a while. But take care. Happy holidays.